Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back. We're live at Supex, the Startup Expo, with Stephen Garber. He's the founder and CEO of Third Level. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Really glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show, but maybe before we dive into Third Level, get, let's get to know you a little bit better sure. and give us a bit of background, kind of where you grew up, where you went to school, and how you got to uh, Third Level. Okay, so I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, originally actually Belmont, Very cool. which was right next to Cambridge. So I sure. grew up in that kind of community, a bus ride away. Nice. Um, wonderful place to grow up. Yeah, Boston's beautiful. Yeah, Boston's yeah. a great place. And it was back in the time when it was a lot safer to grow up, <laughs> if you will. We actually used to ride our bikes everywhere. Ah. Um, and then I went up to, I went to school both at Vassar. I was in the second men, class of men at Vassar. Nice. And then transferred back to Tufts. And at Tufts, I started to really develop this idea that what best way to run a business was to listen to the people who actually are in that business. Smart. So I had a job at a, at a hotel company and they changed everything without asking the staff what they thought of those changes. Wow. And it was a complete mess. So I wrote my thesis about the, the how you do change in an organization okay. by, and, and it actually used to be called worker control. And that okay. was not a good thing to say to people. Yeah, that's you know, a I'm weird title. Work, right? that, that, was what the title, that was what the genre was called. It's now called empowerment. But it's the same, it's the same idea that the people who actually serve your customers or who do your, the, you know, the blocking and tackling of your business, sure. those are the people that sh you should really at least listen to to understand what is going on and what an effect of a change will be. Sure. So um, that led me to... Believe it or not, I went over to Amsterdam and I worked and lived and worked in Amsterdam for seven years. Nice. Uh, ended up with my own businesses and became a boss. Okay. So I learned about the other side of it is like managing sure. people. Right. In fact, right. if they don't like you in Amsterdam, they wish you lots of personnel. That's the <laughs> biggest curse they can give you. Um, came back to the U.S. and then got into personal growth. Okay. Took a year off. Got into my personal growth. I had great success, great failure, great success, great failure. Wanted to know why. Okay. So I took a sabbatical year and went on my own journey and ended up deciding that that was the work I really wanted to do, which is personal growth, helping people realize their potential. And then people would say, could you do this for my business? And I got to marry my two passions, developing people and doing better business. Um, got real lucky over in London long story that my first big break was a water utility there okay, and we did yeah, a very unusual set of circumstances and um, became the coach to the CEO and the executive team and they had a goal to transform the company from the worst in the UK to the best in the UK in three years Wow! and we did it in 18 months. Very cool. And they did the strategy and the operations, I did the people and the culture and we been best friends ever since. Unfortunately, he passed away last Sorry, year. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a godfather to his to his two daughters and and 
it was the biggest gift ever because I created my career. Sure. So that's a little bit about me. I'm married very happily. I, my daughter just gave me my first granddaughter. Very first cool. Grandchild. Congrats. That's fun. Thank yeah. you. It's totally. <laughs> they, say, they say, you know, uh, grandchildren, grandchildren, grandchildren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. How wonderful. So That's great. It was wonderful. So I want to dive into third level. What exactly do you guys do? You kind of quickly covered it, but let's let's dive a little bit deeper into that. So what we are what we are is um, an organization that supports positive transformation okay. for teams and companies. Okay. So what we do is coach, facilitate, and consult to companies on what is what's your vision, where do you want to be, what's the culture that you're working with, and what's your part in that culture. So it's, it's really about making a difference to the business, making a difference to the organization, which we believe is team-oriented. How do we work together? And that comes from individuals being self-aware, owning their part in what's working and what isn't, and taking responsibility, whatever part that change is. It might be 1% you and 99% others, or 50-50, or the other way around. It doesn't matter. It's if you come at it from the point of view of I have a part in this, yeah. then you can make that change. If they have a part in it or you have a part in it, then you're not taking that responsibility. So we do coaching, we do offshore off sites, we do regular meetings with teams. But it, our our thought is that in today's world, the more digital the world is, actually the more relationships matter. Like in-person relationships or, or just like, because obviously if people are in a different city or country, how do you make sure they have a good relationship? That's a great question. So I do actually believe that if a team is really working together as a team, they, they're best served to invest in occasionally actually physically person, getting okay. together. I don't think anything changes that. So Agreed. as an example, a coaching relationship, I'll say just meet once so that we have this. Then phone, Skype, whatever yeah. you want to use works. We can do it without it, but it's deeper when you just have that sense of connection. Sure. But that's obviously not the way of the world all the time. So what we talk about is really spending the time in these interactions to learn a little bit more about what makes each other tick. Okay. That's really important. You can't just be transactional. Right. And... So I would do a little research. I'd ask you to do a little research. We'd do what you've just done with me, tell the story a little bit, get to know what, what people like, don't like, where they come from, um, some of their strengths and weaknesses. Sure. And we need to be able to do that because when the going gets tough, it gets tough and it will always get tough yeah. at some point. Sure. We need to draw on that relationship bank. Right. You know, that, that sense of connection, trust, vulnerability that really makes a great relationship sure so you guys talk about emotional intelligence what does that mean to you guys and why do you think it's so important well um sort of just what i just said yeah. is, a, is a big part of it so what we would what we would say to people is that there are three parts in today's world there are three parts of a relationship or success in this digital world there's tq you have to have technology yeah you have to have it I am not the guy to help you with that. And IQ, you need smart people. 
Sure. So everybody likes to believe they have the TQ and the IQ, or they're going to develop the TQ as part of the, sure. the mission. But what really makes companies work better is when there's relationships. And EQ is our ability to understand ourselves and others and manage ourselves and others more effectively in the workplace. Okay. Or manage, more than manage others, manage relationships. Sure. So I don't want to manage you, but I want to manage our relationship okay. effectively. Interesting. So that to me is what emotional intelligence is. I, that is a kind of take on, on that, right? Like I think a lot of probably your competitors don't focus on that kind of stuff, at least in my experience. So uh, thank you. I'd like to think it's, it's a unique proposition. There are, there are many people out there working with emotional intelligence where we think third level has a, a unique proposition is on the one hand, the understanding of the business. Yeah. So we really focus in, we want to know what your business needs to do and then team and then individual. Okay. And all with that emotional intelligence aspect. Interesting. More and more in, in, in the digital world, you hear design with empathy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Empathize for your client. What are they going through? That is emotional intelligence. Okay. Understanding what they are experiencing when they are either needing or using your tech. Right. So, and equally, it's the same. You know, when I, I got my first, one of my largest clients said, how do we bring EQ to, to the development of our, it's a very large bank, to our customer's experience sure. of using our our tech. And I tried to come up with a really sexy, smart answer. Sure. And at the end of the day, the answer was by having really emotionally intelligent people design that tech. Uh, by okay. working well together, knowing, having them sense the experience when they test it, when they learn, when they fail, when they try again, sure. to pay attention to the EQ of when you do your um, case studies or your focus groups. Interesting. So give us some examples of different verticals you guys work in, or do you, you kind of, it doesn't really matter, or, or how does that kind of work? You're asking really good questions. So on the one hand, I would tell you it doesn't really matter. Okay. Because it's people. And it's people okay. working together. It matters from the point of view of we're going to be much more effective if we know your business. Sure. So in that sense, we either will learn your business, what the and look, I don't know anything about banking okay. really. Sure. But I do understand because I, financial services is one of our absolute verticals right we understand what's going on in the in the financial world now in fintech in banks what's changing you know the capital one ad that we yeah. all see blowing up the bank and it's something different happened to work with the gentleman who designed that program oh, interesting. <clears throat> he tells a great story about teaching bankers how to be baristas you know interesting that, that type of thing so financial services um and utilities Okay. Where we have a great deal of, of uh, experience and consulting, companies that do consulting because the consultants need to work together well sure. and they need to work well with their clients. No, that makes sense. So do you find though, even in the different verticals that you guys play in, the problems are similar or different or does it really depend? So 
there's both. There's similarity okay. and difference. The similarity is it's all about people working well together. Right. It's all about listening to each other. It's all about solving problems. It's about parking the hidden agendas at the door, getting right. the real issues on the table, and resolving them, not parking them or kicking them down the road. Great sure. companies will do that. But how do you get people to open up? Because that's got to be challenging. It's like, well, this guy's a stranger. The first day they meet you, you come in, and you're basically telling them, okay, you, you need to honestly tell me the problems here, or at least what you see, and then you hear it from kind of a bunch of different sides, and then you, you kind of piece it all together? Or how does that work? That, that's, that's but how do you build that trust almost immediately? You're asking really good <laughs> questions. So one of, the way, one of the things we do is we use this kind of fun, fast, Profile assessment. Takes okay. Four minutes. Okay. Twenty-eight questions. Okay. Instant. You you you're done. You hit go. You get your profile. Okay. Just the discussion of the profile, right or wrong, sure. gets us into discussing how you see the world, how the okay. world sees you, what your behaviors are. That's one. Two is my team and I have been doing this for a very long okay. time, so we we can know we can see where people are. Comfortable going, not comfortable going. Right. Reframe things that are being said that'll deepen the conversation, and end up having a better sense of it. Now, do we become fast friends with with complete vulnerability immediately? No, no. it's a process, yeah. okay. which enough. is why we'll say it takes some time to do it. Right. We have fun. Sure. People learn more when it's fun. Yeah. You know, it, that's that and it's more memorable, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And generally speaking, you know, I don't know if you had one, but I had a couple of people as a child in my childhood that were sort of like the benevolent uncle <laughs> that you could go talk to that was, you know, you would open up a little. You might complain about mom and dad a little bit. You might share that. And you sort of knew that it was going to get back to them, but it still felt better to talk to them about it. Sure. So sometimes that's kind of the role we play. Interesting, yeah. You know, there is confidentiality, absolutely, sure. until there's a theme. We also, yeah, okay. we also do a, a survey. So the first is sort of a profile. The second one's a survey, which is, is um, based on Patrick Lencioni's five dysfunctions of a team, where these things emerge data-wise. Okay. And we can see what kind of things are being well done in terms of high-performing team right. and what aren't. Okay. And then how do you bridge the gap between the different generations? Because obviously different things motivate different, well, types of people and the different, in their different generations. So you're absolutely right. Diversity is a very big part of what we need to be sensitive to. Sure. So that diversity is generational, it's sure. cultural, gender, yeah. it's cultural, it's educational. It, there's so many different parts. So we try not to, to put people into particular baskets, okay. but have them be how they show up, how they okay. choose to present. Yeah, because I guess in every generation, there's like people that are completely motivated and, and totally unmotivated, and that's been since the beginning of since time, right? Yeah. Now, having said that, there is no question that the younger generation, whether we call it Gen X, Gen Y, or sure. you know, millennials, are they need a sense of purpose, Sure. and they need a sense of ability to learn and grow, that they will sure. develop. Right. Well, the truth is, those are two tools we 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 celebrate. No matter how old you are, no matter what business you're in, why? Everybody's motivated by why. If you do, you have children. Yeah, I have two. Okay, how old are they? Uh, four and two. Perfect. So, what's the two-year-old ask all the time? 
What's the question the two-year-old asks you all the time? Uh, there's a bunch of them. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. What are you thinking? Why? Oh, yeah, okay. Why? Well, they both asked that. Okay. But. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So I remember being a sort of a, an older friend to a two-year-old next door, and he would drive me crazy with why all yeah, okay, the time. Yeah, constantly, yeah. But it's actually an innate human desire okay. to understand. We Interesting. all have, so why do we do this? Why does that work that sure. way? Why is it what we do? So when a company has a really ar clearly articulated why, and a team has a clearly articulated why, and the individual has a clearly articulated why, you end up with a tremendous sense of alignment and passion and togetherness. If they sure. don't line up, yeah. then that doesn't work. So okay. I think every generation responds well to why, this sense of why. And everybody wants okay. to learn and grow. Sure. Now, work ethic, that's one of the things that is seen differently. There are a lot of young people here. They're not lazy. Fair enough. They're yeah. not lazy. So we have to celebrate how they work, why they work, how they work, what they do, and do the best to line those up. And then I also assume that you need to tell the people that don't understand how others kind of work, like sorting that out and kind of saying, well, no, this person needs to be managed like this, this person needs to be managed like that, Absolutely. et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah, we're all motivated by different things. So that's part of the profile. Okay. So for me, as an example, if you tell me that my job is to constantly put things in a structure and an order and and give it, you know, right down to the lowest detail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't ask me that. But if you ask me to do what I'm doing with you now, talk about what we do, connect sure. with people, facilitate a room, I couldn't be happier. Now, some people, public speaking, or and you talked sure. about that for yourself. Yeah. Some, some people, um, the idea of really connecting with another person. Okay. I, I don't want to, I don't want that. But you tell them, look, I want you to give me a process that gets me from here to here and outline the steps so it's repeatable and sustainable. And, right. and then there are people, so I need people around me that love that. Right, okay. okay? Totally. If, you, if you want someone who's going to think about, it, here's one that drives a lot of people crazy. Well, what could go wrong? You know, let's talk about what could go wrong. Let's talk about, you know, have we thought about the impact this might have on that? Well, you're ruining the vibe, dude. You know, I wanted to just to have, sure. so, but they're incredibly valuable. Sure. Yeah. So to have somebody on the team that we all say, okay, tell us what could go wrong. Give us the, give us the risks that we're taking. We're all up there and all the great ideas and, and the connection and the passion. They'll save us a lot of time and money. So rather than have the negative, how do we celebrate that? So we'll call those things up to consciousness okay. and to have them be celebrated rather than avoid them. No, that makes sense. And I think it just also brings certain things to the forefront. Where I think that sometimes like people don't just think about certain things, right? Just that's not how their brain is. But then you need to mention it and they're like, oh, I never considered that, right? right. No, right. that makes total sense. Right. And there are other people who like to, who, who prefer to participate quote unquote participate internally, yeah. quietly, reviewing, sure. thinking about it. Now that could be interpreted as disengaged or something's wrong or you know, not real involved. <clears throat> Excuse me. But actually it's just their way of, of working. So you have to learn to ask them, so what do you think? They'll almost always tell you. Right. They just won't volunteer. Yeah, okay. So understanding who they are and then trying to say, Oh, this person needs me to 
ask for their opinion instead of just like waiting for them to give it to you. I yeah. guess that's a really simple example. Yeah. But if you figure that out no, about no, no, all example. the people in your on your team or at least your C-suite, then at least they understand, right? Oh, like to engage with that person, I need this, this, and this from them. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you said C-suite, which is actually our sweet spot in a okay. lot of ways. But really today, it's project management teams. It's, it's okay. you know, the groups that go off into the either into their agile labs or um, working in their huddles or whatever verbiage you use. But so much today is done by project teams. Right. Let's go off and do that. Those are the places that it's actually a lot of fun now to say, okay, guys, you're gonna, this is your job and it's going to be a lot of fun and it's exciting. Well, let's be sure we're a high-performing team so that we can do this more quickly and more effectively through the team. No, that makes a lot of sense. But we're kind of coming to the end, so let's close with mentioning where people can get more information about you guys. Right, thirdlevel.com, spelled out, T-H-I-R-D, thirdlevel.com. On, we're very active on LinkedIn Perfect. as third level, as well as Stephen Garber, all one word with a PH there. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Stephen, thanks for taking the time Thank out of your day you. to be on the show, and uh, sure we'll keep in touch and talk soon. I hope so. Thank right. you very Thank much. Thank you. Really okay. enjoyed it. Bye. Great questions. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community, sign up for our newsletter, or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.